0: I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Billy, also known as the chart analysis expert, and NFT Tones is in the building, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how SEC Chair Gary Gensler is on the hot seat this week after being called to Congress to discuss American crypto regulation. Tether is being exposed as a centralized commodity, as new findings show 86% of Tether is controlled by four people. Logan Paul is the latest A-list celebrity to be sued for a crypto scam, as Russia is now leveraging Ethereum's DeFi protocols for their banking system. BlackRock is investing in a digital asset bank in America, while Amazon and eBay are launching their Web3 ecosystems. And with 2023 finally upon us, a swift banking document reveals how this will go down as the year finance turned digital. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, Russia is now leveraging Ethereum. Before we get into it, I got to know how you're feeling and then we'll get into our news.
3: Oh man, I got a really, really bad head, neck ache. I don't know what the hell's going on back there, but at the end of the day, it is Friday. So let me just say... Good morning to all the water maniacs out there. Love you guys. Appreciate you. It is Friday. So happy Friday, everybody. Great to see Billy in the house. And I still don't know what the heck Tones has on his head. But nonetheless, great to see all you guys. Let's have a happy day.
0: Billy, always great to see you. And we got some optimistic news for our Bitcoin holders out there. But first, how you feeling, my friend? Thanks for making time for us.
2: Blessed, bro. You know, it's always good to be here. Got done with our second boot camp. Uh, Man, it's just, it's been an amazing experience these last three weeks with these people and, and going through these new skill sets. But, uh, dude, I love coming in here and chopping up with you guys. And
0: it's if awesome. you don't, I'm excited to show our listeners a lot of the research we found last night because this is going to be a special episode. Before we dive into it, how you feeling, my
1: friend? Thanks for making time for us. I'm feeling great. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited for the news. So let's kick it off and get right into it. Awesome, guys. And we're going to start the show off
0: the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Crypto Fear and Greedy Index is in moderate fear this morning. Sitting at a 60 hasn't moved a single basis point from yesterday, but a couple projects in the market are moving largely. Overall, red day in the market, but we've got Luna up 12 percent, Magic up 15 and IMX up 12 percent on the day. When we check out the total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at 1.08 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. Bitcoin is sitting at 23,600. Ethereum, 1700. XRP is 41 cents. Cardano is 40 cents, Matic is $1.23, Chainlink is 7.29, Algorand is 27 cents and Quant Network is sitting at 145. We got 122 live listeners joining us on this Friday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I almost said it was Monday, but Billy, I want to kick it to you. Love to hear how you're operating during this time and then we're going to go straight into some articles today.
2: Man, uh, it's it's been a good market. We're still out here making money in the market. Uh, it's it's as long as you know what you're doing, you know how everything rolls, you understand how the market works, you can make money in any market, man. And that's a part of the blessing of being a part of this academy. You guys can make money in the crypto market. You can make money in the day trading stock market. Uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been awesome.
0: And we're getting some optimistic news in the price charts, Billy, as for the first time in quite a while, Bitcoin is back above the 200-week moving average. And just really briefly, I'd like you to address that. What does that mean to you? And for any of our listeners on YouTube, we're showing a pretty cool chart.
2: I, you yeah. know, you still, got, you still got some levels of resistance right there that we still got to get past. You know, uh, in the SPY, we've had this enormous breakout, uh, but it's, I think it's a little bull trap, and I think it's a little false because I know we had this jobs report come out with these uh, so many jobs that came in, 53%, what was it, uh, 53% of unemployment raise and then, uh, yeah, but anyways, that influx of jobs coming in, with the way the market is right now is not a good thing in all actuality, because then you'll have the Fed out here, you're going to have them taking more money. They did seven rate hikes last year. They've already done one this year and people are out here. They have the jobs. They're making the money. I don't think this is good news. I think this is going to give them the highway and the vehicle to come and take more interest rates and raise interest rates and hike it even more.
0: Johnny, we got some devastating news around Tether this week, as we found 86% of Tether last time they checked was controlled by four people. But before we get into it, we've got some exciting news to show for our listeners. We're starting off with another Joe Rogan clip, and I hope a lot of his fans are in the audience because Lex Friedman was talking about how AI could be incorporated into the human brain, and then we're going to get right into our crypto content. Here we go. How far do you
3: think
2: we are away from Neuralink? Well, the Neuralink is for, no, I think we're far away. in decades. Uh, well, no,
3: Neuralink in humans, yeah, helping humans recover some capability. We're like five years away. If you ask on, it's probably like two years away. But yeah, it's it's within within a decade there'll be a lot of incredible like regained capabilities. Regained sight, I think, is probably more than ten years, like being able to see.
0: So as you can see, they're going to start off by enhancing people who have health issues, and then they're going to roll it off to the everyday citizen having internet access through their brain. For anybody who doesn't know what Neuralink is, it's a technology that uh, Elon Musk is currently working on where they put a chip in your brain and you get access to the internet. Lex Friedman stating we're only a half a decade away from that being in human beings. Johnny, before we get into our news, what does that mean to you?
3: I'll tell you what, man. Welcome to the matrix. (laughs) You're going to be living in it full time. It's a wake up and boom the metaverse is in your head you're in you're living in another world an unreal world it's going to be very very interesting to see how that whole thing plays out i don't know if we're i don't know if we're only five years away before mass adoption you know maybe some few medical cases but yeah it's only a matter of time before everybody's a walking computer
0: billy i thought you had some additional comments there i'm oh,
2: gonna keep bro, they, they, bro people are gonna line up to do this shit hell they, oh, yeah they're gonna line up they i mean your choice. You do what you want to do. I mean, these people line up to jack stuff in their arm just because people told them to because it's going to save them. Imagine if you they tell you they can heal you and do all these other things. It's, it's going to be crazy. People are going to line up by the masses to do it
0: hundred percent, Billy. And we're going to roll into our crypto content for today as this is a very interesting update about Gary Gensler and the SEC facing some heavy scrutiny from Congress. The SEC is set to face more scrutiny from Congress this year as the Financial Committee points out the agency has not been reauthorized since 2015. The reauthorization process is a process by which Congress reviews and makes changes to a government agency or program in order to make sure it's regulating each industry properly. Now, Johnny, we're about to dive into an article breaking down the details of how Gary Gensler needs to speak to Congress. But briefly, what do you think about the restructuring? First time taking place since 2015.
3: Yeah, it's a good thing if we can get the right kind of restructuring. We'll have to see what that. What that looks like, abs? Um, SEC running without Congress authorization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem, right?
0: Do you want me to read this for you, Johnny? Yeah, so this sure. This is a pretty cool article right here. It says, the SEC is running without Congress authorization. A Fox Business journalist said the U.S. SEC will face significant scrutiny, mute that please, as Congress is going to be interviewing Gary Gensler and the SEC during the coming months. The, issue, the current the commissioner has not been reauthorized since 2015. And during this reauthorization progress, Congress is required to review and make changes to the government agency according to its orders. So what's really interesting is they're going to take a close look about what the SEC has been doing to regulate cryptocurrency and most likely make some changes. I'm going to kick it back to you, Roto, and then we'll go to the other guys.
3: Yeah, you know, the problem is yeah, Congress is kind of – these, these – what do they call these committees or whatever they're going to you do? Know, he's going to be under scrutiny. No, nah. these things are like a dog without teeth. All they do is bark, 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 and they're in a single bite. Nobody gets bit. Nothing happens. They come in. They get grilled for a few minutes. You watch a little political TV theater, and then Gary goes back home, and not a damn thing changes, okay? That's what's going to really happen there. Now you've got the truth. Now you can go and think whatever the hell you want about whatever this article is saying, but the reality is until I see real people, Real changes being made, real regulation being passed, you know, I kind of take all this stuff with a grain of salt and hope something's going to happen, but I don't get my hopes up high and I certainly don't hold my breath on it. Billy. An interesting update within this article is Congress is the one who decides
0: how much money the SEC gets. And the SEC received over $2 billion during the fiscal year of 2023. And that was not adequate enough as they're actually asking for more money in order to properly regulate not only crypto, but the entire securities market. So what does this article mean to you, Billy? And then we'll kick it to Tones.
2: You what? Know, it gets to a point sometimes because, you know, <clears throat> you know, it's all just a play. It's all theater, man. They're all just playing their parts. Uh The SEC is full of shit and the Congress is full of shit. So I'm to a point, I I don't know who's running things anymore. It's like everything's just up in the air. I'm just ready for someone to get their shit together and tell us what we need to do so we can move forward. Right now, it's just all fuck off. So I just kind of sit back and like, all right, who's doing what now? Let's just get it over with and and let's move on with this and just hold. Right now, you don't just accumulate what you're doing, hold, but it's just it's all theater, bro.
0: Guys, we've been through two bull markets since the last time had an SEC restructuring. So it's a good sign to see that the SEC is getting a close look at them. And Gary Gensler is going to have to demonstrate that the commission is operating properly and that the government funding is justified. Asking for more than $2 billion to not only regulate crypto, but regulate all securities markets. I don't know enough to see whether that's justified. But to me, that looks like a lot of money. NFT Tones, I'd love to hear what it means to you. Gary Gensler speaking to Congress. What do you think? Will they put him on the hot seat or is this going to be a free pass?
1: Uh, It's hard to say. I mean, knowing who he is, it could be a free pass or it could be a hot seat. I mean, it's hard to say right now. I mean, it really depends on what really goes through and what happens here. I mean, we want to see, since they received $2 billion in funding, it would be nice to see a complete revamp without them getting more money. Because, like you said, $2 billion is a lot of money. So, I, I personally don't think they need more money to um to do what they need to do with um crypto and other securities. However, I I don't know, but I just feel like $2 billion is a lot of money. Completely
0: agree with you, Tones. And we got 187 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this amazing update we got from the digital asset investor breaking down some of the connections between Ripple, the SEC, and SWIFT services. So why would the SEC send Hester Pierce to speak at this event? while well, there are members of suing party currently there. So Hester Pierce is gonna be speaking at this event, identifying some of the, some of the changes that digital assets are gonna provide for these companies. We've got Visa, SWIFT, State Street, PayPal, MasterCard, HSBC, Amazon, Goldman Sachs, Amazon Web Services. The list really does go on and on. And of course, Ripple is gonna be at this event as well. So it's interesting, Johnny. What do you think about Hester Pierce speaking at an event? Well, Ripple, they're going to be there as well.
3: Well, I, I hope she's having some side conversations with him, what telling what's really going on. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, the, obviously this is a huge event. There's a lot of companies there, so I don't, I don't think there's any, any, you know, anything nefarious going on there. Um, but I do think um, it is pretty funny. You know, abs as we were talking about Gary getting drilled by the SEC. The funny part is Ivan nailed it perfectly here. <laughs> he already knows all the questions. <laughs> He's exactly right. It's perfect. But uh, but yeah, I love Hester. I love Crypto Mom. I think she's, you know, obviously we need more advocates like her on the SEC committee abs. And so I hope we continue to uh to see to see her influence grow in the space because I feel like she's the only one on the SEC that is really, you know, an advocate for crypto. You don't really hear too many of the other ones, and maybe they are, but you don't hear about it. So uh, kudos to her. But yeah, that, that'd be interesting if they do run into each other. though. That would be proud, But I'm sure since Brad has been there five times, <laughs> he probably knows her
0: pretty well. And with all the scrutiny taking place during this bear market, Johnny Crypto, BlackRock is looking more optimistic than ever. And we've got a great update for our listeners out there as BlackRock, which currently manages over $10 trillion worth of assets, has increased its stake into Silver Bank, a crypto-friendly bank to over 7.2%, according to the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. So while they're publicly criticizing this technology, they're investing billions behind the scenes. Johnny,
3: I'm going to kick it to you, and then we'll go to Billy. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just how it works. You know, they're not going to tell you what to get into. It's too easy. They ain't going to give you the clues. But thanks to this show and folks like you know, us putting this kind of stuff out there, you get to hear and see what's going on. And some of the smoke now is a little bit cleared. I mean, guys, if you can't see the writing on the wall, Everybody's telling you, here, where is it? Everybody's telling you, you know, crypto is bad. Everybody's telling you it's a scam, it's a Ponzi, they want to ban it. Meanwhile, everybody, all the big boys are spending all their money in it. Blockchain is here, cryptocurrency is here. None of it's going away. How it's going to work is still the un, uh, the unknown part. How it's all going to work together and what's and what's going to be the you know the large drivers and, and big market shares in the future. But nonetheless. And BlackRock's putting money. And you said they not only investing, now they're increasing this share, you know, Silvergate. I'm thinking I'm going to go buy some Silvergate Bank too if I can.
0: It's not a bad idea, Johnny. And during the midst of a bear market, they're telling people to stay away, Billy. And we've got an update to show our listeners as to why 2023 is the year of institutional adoption. And it is also the year our banking system shifts digital. But I wanted to get some quick thoughts from you. We've got Swift acknowledging that this is the year they're going to start using digital assets for payments, while at the same time, BlackRock is now increasing its stake into a crypto-friendly bank. What does that mean to you?
2: People just have either, they're just one of a couple things that can be either just completely oblivious to what's sitting in front of them or they're just too comfortable where they are. They just don't care. Uh, and, and those are two very dangerous places to be with where we're going. I mean, cause things are going to change and they're going to change really fast. You, you're not going to stop black, right? And you're not, you can't trust what they say. Like Johnny was saying earlier, you have to look at what they're doing. Don't worry about what they're saying. How are they moving? What, who are they positioned with? Just like in that, that picture you had with ripple, you know, who do you keep your company with? You know, I can, I can show you who are the top five people you hang out with and I can show you your future. Bro, look at this, man. Who you hang out with is your future. This, they do nothing but hang out with the right people. This is huge news, but the other thing is with BlackRock and them, we just have to understand there is no stopping them. We just have to know who they are, how they operate and what the rules are of the game.
0: Anybody who's been watching our show for a while now understands that 2023 is the year of institutional adoption, but also March 10th is when they start shifting into ISO protocols and many of our favorite tokens are going to profit from that shift. This is a direct update from the SWIFT Banking Committee as SWIFT has already implemented blockchain wallets and plans to go live with ISO 24165, a digital token identifier by November of 2023. So Johnny, I'd like to get some thoughts from you and then we'll kick it to Tone's. We're seeing the SWIFT banking system shift before our eyes. When do you believe we see a lot of ISO compliant tokens get a
1: price pump?
3: Yeah, that may be a while. I mean, I think, you know, you might get a price pump on speculation because there's always going to be people who want to take advantage of a news story. And so there, there'll probably be something out of Boy out of boy Billy. It's all about that. If you're right, you should be doing it. It's exactly what we should be doing. Buy the rumor, sell the news, right? So, you know, it's very possible. But if you think about impracticality, you're just, you're just literally turning the thing on. You're just getting it started. And so it's going to take a while before I think we actually, you know, have, for example, a, a, a lot of use cases or, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Volume and that kind of a thing. So it's going to be a while in my opinion. But I'm certainly sure that, that, that anybody and their mother who can take advantage of this story and narrative will. And this is really SWIFT's, you know, this is SWIFT's um, counterpunch to crypto to stay alive, right? They're trying, this is them trying to hang on to what they got and to not go anywhere. So we'll see how, but remember, SWIFT is still just a, uh, what do you call that? A led- yeah, yeah, You know, basically, here you go, right? This is, what Swift, Swift, this is what SWIFT is, okay? It's a notebook. So at the end of the day, Abs. Um, it's just their way to try to stay in the game as long as they can. And we'll see how long that works. But nonetheless, it does now give play to the fact that you can now add a digital asset to the system. So it'll be interesting. It's definitely going to have some impact longer term, but short term, like instantly, I, I don't think so personally, but that's my opinion.
0: Tones, we got 212 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I'd like to get your opinion on this. We know ISO adoption is taking place from the year 2023 all the way through until 2025. So many of our favorite tokens should not only get use cases, but a lot more liquidity flooding into their ecosystems. I'd like to hear some of your thoughts about that. And also, what do you think about Polygon? Because as I do more research on that project, it seems it has as much potential as any other project in the market today.
1: So the first thing I want to say is not financial advice, but whenever possible, what I would do is try to dollar cost average as much as I can, especially when I see the price low. So through these next three uh, couple of years, I'd be trying to grab as many ISO twenty o twenty two coins as I can so that then I'm constantly dollar cost averaging. And so for Polygon, that is one of my favorite projects out there because all the uh, partnerships and everything they have it's kind of insane if you continue to look into them between starbucks disney and everything else that i looked at it one day and it is insane i really want you guys to go take a look and see all their uh partnerships and everything because i really think that they could be a big coin in the future they're doing reward programs loyalty uh programs through starbucks and stuff and i really think they have potential but like i said not financial advice uh just stay up to date and uh Absolutely. It depends on what NFTs and what I'm doing and if I'm still using them because everything, remember, only keep the NFTs that you think actually have real value. If you don't think the, if you're buying the NFT just because you're buying it because you think you can sell it one day, then it really has no real value to you. So you want to buy something that has value to you that you actually like because you want to own it. Don't buy something just because somebody tells you. Always Um, remember that.
0: Absolutely, NFT Tones. And we're seeing a lot of utility come into the NFT market. And two of the largest companies on the planet are looking forward to leveraging that new utility. eBay NFT job offering offerings hint at Web3 showdown with Amazon. And we showed you guys an article yesterday talking about how Amazon is launching their Web3 team. Well, now eBay is doing a very, very similar thing. Online marketplace eBay is looking to prop up its Web3 ambitions by hiring specialists for its NFT marketplace called Known Origin. Not all roles require candidates to have crypto-native experiences, but a crypto council role is expected to bring legal experience in law related to NFTs, Web3, and blockchain. The LinkedIn postings show that they're looking for jobs on nearly all aspects of their community, and they're going to be based out of the United Kingdom. Now, last year, eBay acquired UK-based known origin for an undisclosed amount in order to offer greater access to a broader audience of collectors and creators. Both firms have noted that a multi-year contract under which Notable will add exclusive player merchandise, NFTs, and interactive experiences on eBay. So they're really opening up the floodgates when it comes to utility with these NFTs, Johnny. But I think it's because of the Amazon news we showed yesterday. Amazon, who's one of eBay's biggest rivals, recently put up job postings for a senior go-to market specialist who would be responsible for growing Web3 adoption, specifically in the Amazon ecosystem. So, Johnny, I'd love to kick it to you. What does it mean to you? They didn't specify which blockchains they're going to be working on. But if I know anything about this market, Ethereum and Polygon are two of my leading favorites. What does it mean to you that eBay and Amazon are now getting into the NFT space during the midst of a bear market?
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we just keep... I sound like a broken record here. I mean, this is just continued... A validation and in, 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 uh, in early indicators of what's to come. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that. I'd love to know what the blockchains were. now don't forget, Amazon just made an agreement with AVAX or partnered with them. So don't be surprised if we see, you know, AVAX is part of the game here. Again, this is what this is the part we don't know. What is how is all this stuff going to coexist together? The one thing I do know is something has to bring them all together. Something's got to get there. we are going to be a ton of them, right? You can see the stories we put out every day, right, folks? What do we say? One day it's AVAX. The next day it's Polygon. The other day we're talking about Ethereum. Then we're talking about XRP. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yo, one day we want to see that bill. Shout out to the Wolfpack. Oh all right we want to see we want to see that beard one day jordan love the wolf pack love oh by the way jordan's going to be out on the 22nd of february so mark your calendar guys if you want to see water's above on the on the next uh, good morning crypto show uh guest but anyway yeah so to me all exciting news definitely coming the question is which one's but what i was going with this is there's only there's got to be something to bring them all together and we know there's only a very few that do that chainlink is one of them And and there's a few other ones, but Chainlink and Quant are certainly the two leading ones right now. And I, I love having those both in my bags. Absolutely,
0: Johnny. And I want to get some thoughts from NFT Tones. Tones, finally, your NFT space is getting some validation here as Amazon and eBay will be launching services. What do you think about this and any potential blockchains that you believe
1: they're going to be leveraging? Yo, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if eBay goes on Polygon, I like, in all honesty, I mean, looking at how many, uh, partnerships I got you, uh, yeah, bro. I'm like one sec, uh, looking at how many partnerships they have and everything, it, it really is insane. It boggles my mind because like, I really think they could be one of the next big things, but with eBay and Amazon coming and bringing NFTs, I think that this is huge. Think about it because eBay, if you look how eBay does things now, they, ball- uh, they, uh, when you send shoes and stuff in, they uh, go through that, make sure they're real, right? So now you're having a validator for NFTs, right? So you know all these NFTs could be real and that eBay is going to probably be checking them and stuff. And so the other thing to realize here is, are we going to get VRL NFTs? So virtual, in real life NFTs, which will give us real world items. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see that type of thing from eBay and Amazon as we start to go more in this, uh, towards this space thank you tones and i wanted to show this clip to billy
0: as china they may agree with you billy chinese tv is stating that if bitcoin succeeds we are all going to die so the stakes are extremely high here we're gonna let the 17 (laughs) seconds go right back to billy here we go bitcoin will become the uh,
3: ultimate type of a form of the currency been adopted by human society I can, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen as the worst scenario or
1: the most scenario. We're all going to die. This is not a joke. This
0: is not a joke, Billy. We are on the brink of death because of Bitcoin adoption. I'd love to get some of your thoughts here. I don't even know if you need to go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but why do you believe China is publicly <laughs> telling us Bitcoin is going to kill us? I love it. Uh, mute button, Billy.
2: What a joke. Because the Chinese people know who created Bitcoin and they know they're fucked if they take over. Just as it's that simple. Don't mean to be that raw with it, but I mean, come on, man. I know I don't I don't care for Bitcoin, but it's just my own opinion. I know it's uh, just my own thing. That's that's crazy. We're not going to die if Bitcoin takes over. It's going to be a little uncomfortable for me because I don't own a lot of Bitcoin. (laughs) So uh, I might have to come borrow some. But this yeah, man, this is crazy.
0: Johnny, I think the reason they're criticizing Bitcoin is for one reason in particular. They can't control the distributed ledger technology. And the fact that he says we will die if Bitcoin is adopted, maybe he's referring to the financial system that China currently
3: runs. I'm not sure. But what does it mean to you? That's exactly what it means. He's right. So you got to understand he's not talking to you. Let's just say he's talking to his financial system friends and buddies, and he's absolutely right. They are going to, and that's why Bitcoin will never, ever, ever become the, you know, the, 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 the cryptocurrency of the world. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to let it. They will not let it happen. You already know, because you come into the show all the time, you already know the narrative, and there it is. He just said it. Right? Just told you again. We've been telling you this for the longest time on this show, that that's what that's going to tell you. And boom, you just gave the... Abs, I, I don't know how we can get any more validation or proof than that. I mean, literally just said it. If Bitcoin survives, the whole world dies. Right? Everybody dead. So there you go. I mean, that's it. You heard it in a nutshell. It's so bad for you, guys. Guys, <laughs> it's so bad for you. You better all get a, a Bitcoin parachute because you're all going to die. <laughs> I can't hurt so much. So I can't believe even. That so jokes
0: are off the chain this oh morning, Johnny so We got 237 live <laughs> listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I don't know if you have any additional comments, Billy, but I'm gonna give you a chance to close us out. What do you think about the Chinese state media stating if Bitcoin succeeds, the Chinese will die?
2: Yeah, they're not gonna let it succeed, man. They they already they're they have president of the United States by proxy and his son and everybody else. So yeah, there, there's bigger plans. I think. Bitcoin is, is a proxy to get everyone there and then funnel us in. But yeah, I just don't think Bitcoin's the one that's not gonna happen.
0: But- Thank you, Matt. And Billy, this is very, very interesting here as a new study reveals that four men controlled over 86% of tether shares as of a recent article in 2018. Now, what's really interesting here is a group of four men controlled eighty-six percent shares of the largest stable coin in twenty eighteen, the Wall Street Journal discovered. Tether's owners include an odd bunch of varied backgrounds, but lacking extensive financial experience. Now, I can't really pronounce a lot of these names. They're pretty complicated here. But long story short, this one member, Devasani, controls 43% of existing Tether shares, and he's the chief shot caller at the Tether uh, business. When Pierce wanted to buy back some of his ownership, the, the other person who launched Tether in 2017 – Devasani said no. So Pierce actually had to create a venture capitalist group and then bought an individual small share of Tether after the fact. Now, Johnny, what I did want to focus on was the fact that four people, as of the latest data, control over 86% of the existing Tether. Now, Tether's a $70 billion market cap, so you can do the math yourself. That's over $50 billion worth of value controlled by just four people. What does that mean to you about how centralized the cryptocurrency industry is? And should we be afraid of Tether possibly
3: collapsing? I mean, it's definitely not good. It's never good when four people when that small of a group controls something because again they, they you know then you're at the mer- you're the whole world's at the or not the whole world but the, the anything that's tied to usdT is at the mercy of four people, literally four people. and that's why something like cryptocurrency uh, blah something like BTC is exciting for for most people when you understand it because the fact that there isn't four people that run it, right? I mean, you almost couldn't stop Bitcoin right now, even if you wanted to, you know, other than outlawing it, right? Which is what they will do someday. But, or my guess is, you know, if they, if they want to stop it, I mean. Um, and even then it will still be hard to stop because again, people can, again, it's a decentralized system. Anybody can use it. I can still send money to Billy. As long as Billy's willing to accept Bitcoin, okay. right? In, in, which he won't. So you can't send it to Billy. It's a bad example. But the point is, you know, at, at the end of the day, you want something that avoids this exact scenario, um, Abs, because this is never a good thing if these people have this ne- nefarious. And I'm not saying they do because I don't know any one of them. Um, and one of them obviously is Italian with that name Divacini. Uh, but at the end of the day, certainly it, it's just too much power for for something that too many people rely on in just the hands of four people. Think I, about I- it.
2: Think about one of the guys. He's a, a child actor and a plastic surgeon, yep. scream That just screams ego to me and no financial. That, that just screams Sam Bankman Freed all over again, just in a little different version.
0: Absolutely. And Billy, something that's really interesting is this Divasani character, the man who owns over 43%. He had no financial background before launching <laughs> Tether. He was just a plastic surgeon and he did a little bit of childhood acting before that, but does that... Does that increase your concern? I know that was almost a decade ago at this point because Tether was launched in 2014. But does it concern you that an actor slash plastic surgeon is responsible for one of the most important pieces of the cryptocurrency industry?
2: Absolutely. Like, wh- I mean, where did he come from? Where? How did he? How did like? Where? How did he get here? What does his team look like? Because it makes no sense why he's there. Like that. It ma- it makes no sense. Is he a plant? Is he just a uh, for someone else to? to be able to move how they want to through there. I mean, there's a lot of questions. It goes back to like Zelensky over there. I don't mean to go off another thing, but he's an actor, right? He was placing different. It doesn't make sense why some of these people are where they are. They almost, it still makes sense. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it.
1: So
0: NFT tones and maybe a little bit of positive news here is that these numbers were not taken since 2018, which we know is almost half a decade ago at this point. But one of the concerns we have with Tether is that we've seen no industries like BlackRock, We've seen no JP Morgan endorsing this stable coin, whereas I look at USDC, we've got some of the largest companies on the planet willing to not only back that project, but use it as a central bank digital currency or something similar. What does it mean to you that Tether's controlled 86% by only four characters and none of them are United States citizens?
1: I mean, to be honest with you, the really off-putting thing now is four people owning 86%. Like that Like is a very large number. And I know- we don't know their intentions, but this could very well be another SPF uh, fiasco. And it's like, who do you trust here? And it's like, do you really, knowing this, even though it was five years ago, do you really want to trust Tether now? Like, We've already seen it become depegged pegged already. So, I mean, this is a really scary thought. This is something to definitely keep in the back of your mind. And this is probably why most companies are going with USDC. They know about the shady stuff going on with USDT. And now people are starting to get the idea because stuff like this coming out. And I think this is going to start to push more people towards USDC and further the bridge between USDC and USDT.
3: So, Abs, I got I to gotta address this is brilliant. So, Mr. Right, you got the right name, Mr. Right, because you asked the right question. Isn't crypto supposed to be decentralized? You're 100% right. That's what it started out when Bitcoin started out. That's exactly what it was, right? Well, here we go with the stupid fading in and out. But anyway, the point is, let me get off of me. This is a great question, Abs, because what I want you to realize, and mark these words, right, is you've got what was supposed to be a decentralized thing, and I guarantee you by the time this is all done, we're going to be here. And when we get here, let me ask you this, Abs, is the CBDC decentralized? No. But they're going to turn this thing, they're gonna they're gonna take this thing that is supposed to be this decentralized thing known as cryptocurrency, and because they're gonna call it central bank digital currency, people are gonna. Uh, and you've said this many times. You've seen this happen on the Joe Rogan show. People intertwine the words crypto and Bitcoin and all this thing as one big shared, um, one big shared uh, what's the word? You know, universal word. And so it's all gonna get commingled into thing where everything's just gonna be known as crypto cryptocurrency and it's not going to be decentralized it'll be centralized so you'll see slowly they'll bring this whole thing over from something that started out as crypto that was supposed to be decentralized to something that's still known as crypto but sooner or later it's going to be centralized because they'll phase out everything that's decentralized i think that's what's going to happen that's a great question pay attention to that you're going to see i think that transformation happen over time over the next five to ten years where you're going to look around and be like where's all the decentralized crypto Everything's going to be signally controlled. That's my guess if I had a bet right now. Great question, Mr. Wright. So, Johnny, when people talk about being critical of XRP and saying it's the banker's coin,
0: it's a centralized banker's coin, this entire industry is moving in that direction. And XRP could be one of the last standing decentralized projects in the market, ironically enough. But we got 244 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We've got a great article prepared showing you how Russia's cyberbank will introduce a DeFi platform by May and They're going to be using Ethereum. But before we show you that, we're going to show you the smartest way to track your crypto. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. It is the smartest way to track your crypto, Johnny. And we got 234 listeners here. Why don't you give us a quick plug and then we'll continue with our news.
3: Well, remind me to update that ad because it's not coming out this fall. It'll be coming out this quarter, this spring. Uh, But yeah, you know, guys, at the end of the day, Sign up on, click on the link below, get on the wait list, get that notification, get a free 30-day trial. And if you like it, you'll finally have a tool that's going to help you navigate this market long-term. Be able to see all your coins in one place. More importantly, be able to create those exit plans. Because when things go euphoric, you're going to want to know when it's time to get out and make some money. Absolutely, Johnny
0: Crypto. And I wanted to get Billy's thoughts on this latest news that we have involving the XRP and Library case. As Library, they lost a recent lawsuit against the SEC stating that their initial sales were an unregistered securities offering. Now, what's important to understand is that every secondary sale after the initial offering is considered not to be a security. Now, if we apply this exact same concept to what Ripple's going through, that would mean everything after 2014 to 2015 when they did their first offering would be considered not a security. And that would tell me it's okay for exchanges to start purchasing XRP. So how do you feel about this news update that we have here? As Coinbase is stating they should relist XRP under the SEC versus library standard, XRP sold by secondary holders is not considered a security. How do you feel about that? Could we see Coinbase relisting securities anytime soon?
2: Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, no, not securities anytime soon, but yeah, definitely XRP. This, this is great that they had that defined in, in that uh, decision. The fact that they lost isn't the big deal. I think the fact that they uh, put in there that the secondary holders is not a security. That's, that's the key part right there. So... This, I mean, if you look at the bullishness that Library had, I hadn't charted it today, but yeah, bro. If you if you get that kind of bullishness from from Library, think about what's going to happen when XRP comes and finishes at some point in downtime. Uh, this, this is really good news.
0: Really good news, Billy. And for anybody who didn't catch this, Library lost the lawsuit and was trading at one penny after the resolution. In the next twenty four hours, their price went from a penny just below $0.03. Cents. So it did almost a 3X. And for any of our listeners, I hope if you were had this project, you took some profits. That's what we talk about every day on this channel. When we see these euphoric pumps, that is not a time to get excited. That's a time to start deleveraging yourself from these individual products. And that's why we created Merlin. But Johnny, I'd like to get some of your thoughts really briefly. What do you think about this update from Library stating Coinbase should relist XRP under these new standards?
3: Yeah, that's, you know, I No. I mean, that's not that that doesn't necessarily yet apply to them, per se, because we know every case is different. Every. So this is what people don't understand. And, and I'm not an attorney, so I'm not perfect. But from what I've been told, the facts of a case matter for the outcome to be applied to some other situation. OK, and so we don't know yet. I mean, and we know already that the facts of the library case are not the same facts as the, the ripple case. So for me, until me personally, this is just my thought and I could be wrong. So I would love to hear like Jeremy Hogan or somebody else comment on this. But to me, from what I understood, because the front end facts are different, then the back end doesn't really apply. And so could this apply? Absolutely. Because I think at the end of the day, if they're willing to make this deal, this is my opinion. If the SEC was willing to make this deal with library, why wouldn't they make it with Ripple? And in fact, we all know already. That this is, this is exactly the deal that Brad wants. Brad said, I'll settle. Just make sure that you state that my secondary sales, like this right here, are not going to be called securities. In this case, it would be over. But for some odd reason, the SEC is willing to do it You know, with these guys, but they're not willing to do it with Ripple. And that's where something fishy starts. That's when the fish starts to smell. That's when the fish smells bad, Abs. It doesn't, something doesn't make sense. If you're willing to partner with one, if you're willing to, to do a case and agree with this with one company, why wouldn't you do the same thing with the other? Because that would mean a big payday for the SEC. They'd get to slap Ripple on the wrist. They'd be able to collect their money, get the money, get that, you know, get the money so they could go get some money. And then basically at the end of the day, give Ripple what they want, which is this. It's not like they haven't done it here. We're looking at it right here. They did it. So why can't they do a Ripple?
0: Johnny, I want to take it right back to you here because you brought up some great points. The first thing is that Ripple never had an ICO. They never had a date where they said, we're offering these XRP tokens for a specific price. Everyone come and pay Ripple for these tokens. That never took place. XRP was previously called OpenCoin. Then it transferred into Ripple and XRP when they started building on those protocols. So it's a very, very different situation. The second thing that really stuck out to me is that Brad Garlinghouse and Chris Larson are currently in a class action lawsuit against the SEC for selling unregistered securities. Brad has already come out and said the SEC was willing to settle. What did they do? They said they're not willing to settle unless the SEC admits exactly this. All of those secondary sales were not security. So I think it really just builds onto your case, Johnny. I'm not sure if you had any closing statements. and Then we'll kick it to Towns. Uh, Like button, Johnny. I mean, uh, mute button, Johnny.
3: Ivan actually took the words out of my mouth. There were my final words. There must be some kind of planned date. This is exactly what it feels like to me. Ivan nailed it perfectly, buddy. Uh, I, I I agree that maybe there must be, Whoops, there must be some, Um, you guys can control that. There must be some, um, something going on here. Maybe there's a date where they're waiting for, for this to all happen. And then, oops. Did I do that? Hopefully that wasn't me. Uh, But yeah, I think that's exactly right there that we're waiting on something abs. We don't know when, but I hope that date comes because I already told you what I don't want to see happen in this case. And I don't think any XRP holder wants to see it. We don't want this thing going to court. If you go to court, And this is another two years before we get a resolution. That's going to make it four to five years because you're going to go to court, get an appeal, reappeal, blah, 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 forget about it. It'll be two more years before anything happens. Spot on, Johnny Crypto and
0: NFT Tones. If there's any similarity between the library case and the Ripple lawsuit, I hope it's this right here. After the resolution, even though they lost the case, the price did a 3X. Obviously, much smaller market cap, much easier to get a 3X on this token. But what does it mean to you about the possible... Is
1: this a similar situation to what we could see with Ripple versus the SEC after a resolution? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I wouldn't be not financial advice. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 5X or a 10X. But what I really find interesting here is the fact that we're kind of seeing Library come up and defend Ripple. And it's kind of interesting to see. We're kind of seeing the crypto community stand up together and kind of stand against the SEC. And I think that this is really a big moment because... The more we see this, the more it's going to cause the SEC to back down because the more we start to stand up for this, then the SEC is going to be in, I think, a bad situation. Well, we all know that the SEC's top priority is going after A-list celebrities. They first
0: went after Kim Kardashian. Now we're seeing Logan Paul named in a proposed class action lawsuit for his CryptoZoo scandal after his company launched an NFT and rug pulled the entire community. I don't want to waste our time on the details because we covered this before, Tones. Really quickly, what do you think about the Logan
1: Paul saga and what it speaks to about his character and trusting celebrities in the NFT space? I mean, we've seen a lot of celebrities... Uh, rug pull. I, I'm really surprised that Logan Paul actually rug pulled. The, just because of how he is and knowing how big he is, he's in UFC and he's he's doing all this stuff. He was just on Royal Rumble for WrestleMania, so or for WWE. So I, I'm really kind of surprised about that he rug pulled CryptoZoo. I mean, but it goes to show you don't trust all these celebrities. A lot of them have been rug pulling, and it's hard to trust them. So. You really, if you go into a project, you really have to trust a celebrity and make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because a lot of them have rug pulled, and you don't know who to trust.
3: Hey, Abs, hold oh, on. Let me chime in here because I think Tones is getting some facts misconstrued here. I think the, the what we learned about in that case was that Logan Paul actually got rugged, <laughs> right? I think he said he didn't even know the developer. I don't think the developers were doxed. I think I don't think it was Logan Paul that rugged anybody. I think he, his developers rugged them, And yes, because his name is attached to the project, he's going to get screwed. But from what I understand- do, do you
1: give him responsibility because he hired those developers? So exactly. Like, you, you, all right. You cannot the, go around hiring people you don't know why would you hire people that aren't docs? I'm sorry. He has to take responsibility for this. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, this is his fault because he hired those people to make the project. If you I don't like think- those people, then you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. And Michael- trust me, I, I love Logan Paul. I really do love Logan Paul. But for him to make a mistake of this caliber, it's, it's just screwed up.
3: Yeah, it just shows you that they don't do their homework. But I think there's a big, big, big difference between – saying this guy rugged them versus this guy put a put something in place didn't do his homework and he and he got rugged. There's a big difference there. No, there is he, a difference. Spent, but- right. And, and I don't think Logan Paul and I don't know Logan Paul from a hole in the wall, so I don't care. But the point is I just call the fact I'm a realist, call the facts the facts. He got he didn't do his homework. And you are absolutely right, Abs. Ultimately, yes, he owns the responsibility. He's he's gonna get sued because he was tied to it. But I don't think we want to think of him as a Sam Bank Freeman who literally had intent, right, did screw people on purpose. It was set up a house of cards from day one. I don't think that was the situation here. I think the situation, yes, guilt by association, no question about it, all that stuff there. I'm just saying, I don't think it was evil intent to say, hey, I'm going to get everybody here and then I'm going to run because he's not walking away with a single penny. He didn't get any money out of this deal at the end oh, of the day. Uh,
2: Logan. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna crush on him.
3: <laughs> no, you can crush gonna, on him. I'm just because I love
2: Tones, and I'm not gonna crush on Tones, boy. Uh, I just, I just don't like, I just don't like the man from from day one. He's always seemed like one of those, one of those guys. Uh, yeah, he, you're
1: he right. just,
2: he, he's always had that feel, you know, that it, he he seems like one of those guys who just been out with his friends. They've been hanging out. They've been, you know, doing lines of coke in the bathroom of the strip club or whatever, just hanging out with each other, drinking, partying. They had a ton of money come in and they were just kind of doing their own thing. They had no clue what they were doing, man. But to say all that, karma is a very big thing. And this guy, man, his ego is something else. Like, just it's really huge. And the the one thing that really turned me off about Logan Paul was when he was having a conversation with someone on his own team and then started um, mocking that gentleman's God and then started telling me he's like you know i wish god would show himself and i'll tell you what ever since that comment that dude is just went straight down so be careful what you manifest because words are power And you can learn that here at 3t <laughs> yeah
3: absolutely but and you know what? I don't know what the fascination with any of these Pauls—Logan Paul, Jake. Paul. i don't even know these guys. Everybody's all fascinated. I never everyone's,
2: everyone's YouTube kids, YouTube kids, man. I saw oh, that's why. Went on YouTube, and then went out to the the Japanese force with a sword and seen a dead body, and then everybody was fascinated. But they don't. I mean, granted, his brother can box, man. He can throw hands, but I mean, this—I just don't get it, bro. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't need. I Nf- don't. Nf- t tones provides more value than Logan Paul and Jake Paul combined together. He can bring more value to your life than both of
0: them. Okay? Well, you know what's interesting is that not only did we witness this with the FTX collapse, but you're you're seeing it right here with the Logan Paul scandal. Their word means nothing. Logan Paul lied about the artwork here. He lied about the developers. He lied about the team, and he's not being held responsible for that. He's actually claiming negligence, and I don't really enjoy Johnny Crypto's take there. Johnny, I know you just hopped off screen, but I'd love to give you a chance to defend yourself I think it's an easy way out to say that this guy, he's not the one who stole the money. He just hired the people who stole the money. And I'd like to point this out. A lot of the people who he hired had criminal records. This wasn't the first time they have been arrested, and this wasn't the first time they have broken the law. So, Johnny, really quickly to close us out, does that change how you look at this situation?
3: Uh, Well, listen, absolutely he's accountable, no question. He should— he should get whatever goes down with this project. He's ultimately 100% responsible because it had his name attached to it. He put it together and he didn't do his due diligence or maybe he did. And you're right. Maybe he's looking for a cop out out of it. Right. So at the end of the day, just the way tones is wording or he, he rugged everybody. I'm just not sure if he rugged or if he got rugged, we don't know
1: the facts of the case. All right. Well, the way the article read, you're going to understand, like I didn't read the article. So just reading the title, Gives the wrong kind of – I don't know. I just How I thought it is how Anyway, I, here's kinda, the deal. I agree spent, with you,
3: We spent way too much time on this clown. Let him get whatever he gets. Let him get sued. He's going to get sued, and he should pay fines, and he should be accountable for it. No question about it, so I'm not saying that at all. I really don't care. Let's get on to something more meaningful like this man right get here. It, Our get man – From one
0: handsome individual to another, we got the best looking CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, the man, the myth, the legend, talking about XRP liquidity. And then we're going to show you a brand new update from Ripple's team talking about how XRP is more valuable than ever. So we're going to let the short clip play and go back to the team. Here we go.
1: Yeah, well over half of our total transaction volume, because we do have a fiat and XRP enabled product called on-demand liquidity. Over half of all of our transactions go through XRP now. Over half of all of our transactions go through XRP now.
0: I can hear the money press in the background, Johnny Crypto, but I wanted to read this update before we (laughs) kick it back to the group. Approximately $18 billion worth of transactions were processed through Ripple's on-demand liquidity in 2022. About 60% of that total volume, so over $10 billion, was done in XRP and transferred using the XRPL. During the Q4 markets report, it, it was reported that they sold $310 million worth of XRP during quarter four of 2022. And that's up almost a hundred million from the previous quarter. So some great news for XRP holders out there. What do you think about this validation, Johnny? Happy, happy Friday.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, uh, what do you call it? It's a start in the right direction, right? So this is what we want to see. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I mean, these are small numbers. These are peanuts in the overall grand scheme of, you know, the trillions of dollars that our economy is worth and that we need XRP uh, L to be running on for it to be worth more, but it's the start abs, and it gets me excited to see that we've got a system that's up, it's running, it's there, and we're in the goddamn beginning. I mean, remember the adoption chart that you keep bringing up? We're like five percent, we're in the, the early adopter stage. This is exactly the kind of stuff that you would expect a normal person who understands technology evolution and adoption would expect that we're, we're somewhere in the beginning, we're starting small. But the problem is most investors are impatient and want to get rich overnight and everybody's waiting. We see it with some of you know, people sometimes hear, Oh, I'm out. I can't handle it. Okay. You want to get out? People want to get out. But the reality is you have to be patient. If you're going to try to ride a new technology, take it from me. Trust me. I told you my story in Amazon in 1997 or 2001, whenever the hell the day was, I bought it. I learned from that mistake, Abs, I will never do that again. I am going to be as patient and cool as a cat.
0: hundred percent. And Billy, I got to get your thoughts here. We talked about the Howey test previously in the episode and how XRP can't be considered a security because it has utility. And now this is the utility right here. Over $18 billion in transactions and over $10 billion done in XRP. That pretty much speaks for itself. But how do you feel... About that playing into what happened earlier this week, as XRP is not considered a
2: security. It's just it's lending pathway for what they've already validated and they've shown that they can do. They've already they've already proven theory. They've already you know done what they said. Now you know the the groundwork is getting laid down. But I just want to go back. Like show Brad real quick, man. P- pull him up. Pull my boy up. This dude is a G. Name one other person CEO. Like I've never been a fanboy of people, man. But I'm such a fan of this cat because the way that he carries himself, the way that he conducts himself, the energy, the relationships, uh, and just very poignant, man. And he's, he tells you exactly what it is. I don't know of another CEO out there of a company or a leader of a company that has his swagger, his confidence, and his relationship. Like, I'd pull my boy up. Have you her. met
0: the CEO of Merlin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what Let I'm me saying. That uh, man there. Billy's yeah, right. everybody bro. in the crypto market, like he's he's the one, like he's not not the one we're, we're saying, but you know, he just carries himself with that, the way that you want the leader of a company to carry themselves.
3: Yeah, man, he is smooth as ice, Billy. When he talks, you just feel, you you feel good. It's like listening you're, to Jay
2: talk. It's like when he, Jay talks, they, yeah. they just capture your attention, bro. You have, you're just like, oh shit, what's he saying? Yeah, and he, it's just. Yes. Yep.
3: It's so true. It's so true. He's just so smooth. He's got cool as a cat. He's got answers for everything. Nothing gets ruffled. I, just, I lo- I'm glad that he's the leader of the, of the ship or one of the horses that that we're all riding here. So ride right into the Sunship Brad. Let's go because we're all coming with you, brother.
0: 100% and Gala, Gala's roadmap we are going to be addressing at the end of the episode. I'm excited to show our listeners that content tones. But before we get into that, I wanted to show this article about Russia now leveraging Ethereum for decentralized finance. Russia's cyberbank will introduce a DeFi platform by May and it's going to be built on Ethereum. Russia's largest bank, Cyberbank, has released a decentralized finance platform to be released in May of 2023. This platform will initially be based on the Ethereum network with users able to access it through their MetaMask wallet extension. And Johnny, what did we just talk about? Getting rid of DeFi and making it centralized finance. They're turning MetaMask into a DeFi wallet. It's going to be a centralized wallet now. So that's a really interesting update. We don't have too much time here and I wanted to get to the gala content. So Billy and Johnny, what do you think of this article? Let's start with Billy. Or Johnny, whoever, whoever prefers.
2: I really have no opinion about this, man. Russia is going to do what Russia is going to do.
0: I do think it's going to drive lots of liquidity to the Ethereum blockchain and the fact that this is one of the largest banks in Russia. This isn't some small bank based out of Wyoming or something like that. This is the largest financial institution in Russia is now publicly using Ethereum. We may as well
3: start calling them JP Morgan, Johnny, but what does it mean to you? Yeah. I mean, we knew at the end of the day, you're going to start to see this stuff happening and Ethereum is going to be here to stay as well. You're right. It is going to drive a bunch of liquidity to the blockchain. And to me, that's why Ethereum is one of those that you got to Personally, you want to you have, again, not financial advice, not financial advisor. You want to have in your bags. Uh, as Billy said, Russia is going to do what it wants to do, and every other country is going to do what they want to do. But we're going to see all of this stuff, as I said earlier, shifting from taking something that should be decentralized, and they're going to make it centralized. But I don't want to take any more time from 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 Tones. I know he's got some update on Gala. And Gala is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, gaming play in the crypto space. So I want to kick that over to Toads here and see what he's has Thank got. you
0: guys. we got 228 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you like online gaming or gaming in general, Gala is a project to keep an eye on. We've seen massive partnerships with Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, and several other million and billionaires working on this blockchain. Yes. What I like most about this blockchain is I own a node. So this is pretty exciting. John Crypto, I'm obviously making a joke, but NFT Tones, I wanted to get your thought. We're showing the roadmap for our listeners about
1: three minutes here. So feel free to close us out. All right. So if you click on that roadmap, you can actually enlarge it. Aha. So first thing we got coming up, and forgive me if I pronounced this wrong, but I believe it's Godot live released on Gala's. Uh, layer one blockchain. And then we got another game to release, which is Meow Match. Then gems go live, which I'm not really sure what that is. And then we got superior earnings go live. Then the Gala music platform goes live with the fan experience store. Then we got the launch of the blockchain explorer, which in all honesty, have no idea what that is. Then we get more uh, founder node votes, bonus pool and Gala V2. So we're going to have a version two of Gala. And this is all happening in quarter one of 2023. So we're going to be seeing it all. I'm going to kick it right back to you here.
0: I just wanted to preference this. The reason all these updates are so important is because every single one of these projects, it's not only going to be built on the Gala blockchain, but you're going to need to use the token to actually participate in a lot of these games and a lot of these reward programs. That in and of itself is going to drive more liquidity into this project. And as I pull up the price chart for our listeners uh, from a previous cycle, you can see that when this project moves it moves euphorically. It almost reminds me of an XRP price chart of some sort. We get a little pump, six months of consolidation, and then a rocket ship all the way up to a high 7, 8X multiple of the price. Now we've completed our bear market regression going from 70 cents all the way to below a penny during this bear market. Here we are today sitting at six cents and reversing that trend. So Tones, just to close us out here, I wanted to add that.
1: Tones, you're on mute. We can't hear you, buddy. <clears throat> Thank you. So we're gonna finish up with what we have coming up in quarter two from Gala, which is the Vox first land sale. Then we have uh townstar doing persistent towns launch. Then we have a nodes roadmap release. Then we have Dragon Strike, which will be their first mobile game, I believe. Then they have Gala Film, which will allow watch and earn and the platform will be live. Then we have uh another new node coming out for the last expedition game. Then we have uh a social login and event listener or a reward listener. Quarter three, we have uh further game. Oh, don't bore us
0: with the whole list. I love you so much. But honestly, I started to tune it out after about three listings. And there is a couple of things I wanted to show for our listeners. When you look about the bear market regression we had here, check out what the price chart did. So right before we had our first pump back in 2021, the price chart came, launched to 70 cents, and then came and tested that as support. That's clear validation to anybody who has experience in the charts. It's the bottom of the bear market. Am I right, Billy? We got 40 seconds here. What does that gala chart mean to you? It
2: looks like this would be a good accumulation point if this is what you're looking to get into uh, and you believe in the future. <laughs> this would be a good point to get in.
3: Yeah, I got to just say this. I don't I don't agree with Dang Wang or whatever you got there. Um, I'm not so sure that's true. I mean, if you look at what they're doing, you look, We abs. we've been to their event. We went to their conference. We saw the real stuff that's going on the show they put on in the actual game. We talked to the gaming developers, the gaming directors. They are really building a world that is going to be centered around play to earn gaming. So you can write it off and laugh and think it's nothing and think it's a pump and dump or whatever. That's okay. You're welcome to do that. But we were there live. We saw what's happening. And I can tell you that it looks like, and and you know what? And all, and all I have a bunch of it too. So in full disclosure, I own Gala own a node. So I'm fully bullish on Gala personally. And I hope I'm right, but I could be wrong. But I don't agree with him that it's a pump and dump. That I don't agree. Could it be a failed project? Sure, any project could fail in the long run. But these guys are doing a lot of things to build a play-the-world ecosystem. And they're yeah. the first ones to do it. So to me, that's what's got me excited about it. Thank American- you, Johnny. Oh, go ahead, Billy. I
2: was going to say, American dollar is a pump and dump. Yeah,
0: exactly. There, well, there you, you go. Again,
3: guys. We got 217
0: Lab listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I hope you all have an amazing weekend as we always say warriors and we got dv joining us next wednesday so very very special guest love you all have a great weekend and we'll see you guys in 72 hours
3: let's go